Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. And every week we make our way cross-country, enduring abject poverty, starvation, and even show tunes. <sighs> As a search for cheap thrills that eventually turns into a quest for love. Yes, all this in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Now this week we should be talking about the Federal Reserve. After all, those policymakers are meeting to make their next interest rate decision. Except this time around, there's little doubt about what the Fed's going to do. Rates are widely expected to hold steady. And there might not be much to talk about for this Fed meeting, but there's a lot of doubt about what's going to happen over the next several months. Now we can take a longer view of the Fed's plan and let you know what to look out for as we move past this week's announcement. Now this week's Fed meeting might be a sure thing, but that's not the case with the jobs report. The government's going to announce its latest employment stats Friday, and we'll review how the job market has performed lately and what to look out for in this week's report. This week's also going to be a big one on corporate earnings. One of the biggest reports will be from Facebook, uh, the site we all love to hate and hate to love. We'll preview what the social network giant is likely to say. Finally, as always, we'll hitch a ride with some of the stranger drivers on Wall Street's highway. We've got Lyft expanding, Uber apologizing, and sea lice affecting the price of salmon. Okay, and we've also got cows eating Skittles and one big-name company looking to make the Super Bowl a national holiday. This is the uh, Cheese Balls and Beer for Breakfast edition of Offbeat Wall Street. You don't even know that girl! How do you know that guy? He's all set up by his friend. He thinks love is something you order on the phone like a pizza. How do you know he snores? And he thinks he knows everything about the stars. When he doesn't even know the Cassiopeia's a mother in drama. How does he know you hog the blankets? You should see the crap he eats. Cheese Balls and Beer! How do you know what he eats for breakfast? All right, well, the Federal Reserve is set to announce its latest interest rate decision this week. There hasn't been much hype in the lead-up to the decision. That's because, well, not really much is expected. Wall Street is pretty well certain that the Federal Reserve is going to leave rates unchanged. How sure, you may ask? <laughs> I will tell. Well, trading in the Fed fund future suggests a 96% chance that rates will remain steady following this week's meeting. There's still some stuff to look out for, though. People are pretty sure that rates are going to continue to rise this year. However, it's not clear how many rate hikes there's likely to be. And when the Fed announces this week's decision, it'll provide some info about how it sees the economy. This will help gauge when the next hike is likely to happen. Now, currently, the consensus is that rates are likely to remain steady at the next decision, which is set to take place in mid-March. Traders are currently pricing in about a 75% chance that rates will hold steady then. For the May rate decision, markets are showing a nearly 56% chance that rates will be steady, and by June, a rate hike becomes likely. There's only a 27% chance that rates will be at their current levels after the June 14th meeting. Well, the Fed may be a sure thing this week, but there's plenty of suspense about the upcoming jobs report. On Friday, the government is set to release its monthly job stats. Those are typically seen as the most important economic figures. Now, last month, job growth came in lower than expected. The Labor Department reported non-farm payrolls rose by an anemic 156,000 in December, while those economists had expected 175,000. Now, this was in part due to inconsistent runs for jobs lately. November had a relatively strong reading of 204,000. However, October's job growth was just 135,000. Now, with the disappointing employment growth in December, the unemployment rate edged up. It was up to 4.7%, coming off its lowest level in more than nine years. 
Now, we've talked about before on the show why the jobless rate can stay so low even despite weak job growth. Well, the labor participation rate that continues to hover just above multi-decade lows. So basically, a large number of people have taken themselves out of the workforce over the last decade or so. This week's employment report is going to follow up on a disappointing GDP report last week. The government said that economic growth slowed to 1.9% in the fourth quarter. Growth had been 3.5% in the third quarter. Economists had expected a slowdown, but they thought it would be a little more moderate. The consensus estimate called for fourth quarter growth of 2.2%. For 2016 as a whole, the economy grew 1.6%, the slowest annual rate of growth since 2011, or 2011, if you will. She leaned over and whispered in his ear, Do you love me? Thoughts raced through his mind. Did she really want him? What had he done to deserve this bounty? Does God exist? Who invented liquid soap and water? Well, the jobs and the Fed won't be the only topics of conversation on Wall Street. There's a large amount of other data due out as well. A couple of key reports set for release on the manufacturing sector. The Institute for Supply Management announces its index of national manufacturing performance. And that's going to come out Wednesday. It gives a look at how the factory sector is performing. The ISM will also release its index of the service sector this week. And that report is due out on Friday. Meanwhile, the government releases its figures on factory orders. Reports on productivity and consumer confidence are due out this week as well. Well, turning to corporate news, earnings season is reaching high gear this week. Last week was dominated by a couple of tech giants. Google's parent company missed expectations with quarterly results. Alphabet, they still can't get used to that name. They reported earnings that rose to just over $5.3 billion, but came in below the amount that analysts were predicting. However, revenue growth was stronger than expected. The top line rose 22% to reach more than $26 billion. Meanwhile, Microsoft reported better-than-expected quarterly profits. The software maker said that strong growth in the cloud business drove the results. And Facebook is set to lead the earnings march this week. Now, all signs are pointing to results that will show the social network giant's world conquest is continuing as planned. Analysts are looking for Facebook to earn $1.31 a share for the quarter. This would represent growth of nearly 66% compared to last year's bottom line of $0.79 cents per share. Revenue growth is projected to be about 45%. The top line is expected to rise to nearly $8.5 billion. Last time around, you may remember that Facebook reported a quarterly profit that soared to nearly $2.4 billion. Revenues were up 56% to move above $7 billion. Results, though, were boosted by strong growth in ad revenues. A number of big-name insurance companies are set to announce their results this week. MetLife, Allstate, Cigna, and Aetna are all set to release their results. And it'll be a big week for credit card companies as well. Both MasterCard and Visa are set to announce their results. There'll also be reports from Hershey, Sprint, and UPS, among many, many, many more. I mean, most people are afraid to pick up hitchhikers. I mean, you never know who you might pick up. I mean, I, I could be some crazed slime ball. I mean, a real deranged, violent psycho, you know what I mean? I mean, a guy who would rip your heart out and eat it just for pleasure! I'm talking about a total maniac! All right, each week we like to wander off into the weeds a little bit and take a look at some of the money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Grab your bug spray. It's time for a few of our quick hits. Well, Donald Trump is settling in at his new job. Sort of. What about his last employer, you may ask? (laughs) Well, we will tell you. Looks like Trump's namesake hotel chain is looking ahead to a major expansion. Trump Hotels plans to triple the number of luxury hotels in the U.S., according to what its CEO said at a trade conference last week. 
According to a Bloomberg report, Eric Danzinger said that he didn't see any reason why the company wouldn't eventually have properties in each of the 26 major metropolitan areas in the U.S. Currently, the company is considering opening luxury properties in Dallas, Seattle, Denver, and San Francisco very soon. Speaking of expansion, ride-sharing service Lyft is reportedly planning some major growth in the near future. Lyft plans launching its service in 100 additional cities in the U.S. by the end of this year. That would bring its total number of U.S. cities to 300. That expansion's already well underway. Lyft launched in 40 of the 100 cities just last week. Those included markets like Yuma, Arizona, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the Outer Banks in North Carolina. The other 60 cities, those will be announced later this year. And uh, meanwhile, at the other big ride-sharing company, Uber said last week that it's agreed to pay $20 million to resolve accusations that it misled drivers over their pay. The settlement with the FTC stemmed from accusations that the company exaggerated their claims about potential earnings and about vehicle financing possibilities. The agency says it'll use $20 million to provide refunds to affected drivers across the country. According to the FTC, Uber overstated the income that drivers could earn in certain cities in order to lure drivers. And as long as we're talking about ride-sharing services, here's something that you might encounter on the road. A big pile of Skittles. Get your mind out of the gutter. Hundreds of thousands of the candy spilled in Dodge City, Wisconsin. They were reportedly in a cardboard box in the back of the truck when they presumably fell out and spilled all over the road. Strangest part of the story, though, is where the Skittles were supposed to be going. They were on their way to become cattle feed. Okay. Apparently, farmers will sometimes use cheap remainder candy for their cows when the price of corn gets too high. Now, how these particular Skittles ended up on their way to a cow's dinner, well, that remains something of a mystery. Because of a manufacturing error, the Skittles weren't marked with the S that usually appears on the candy. They were therefore marked to be destroyed, but somehow they ended up on the truck before driving through Wisconsin. Well, from a cow's plate to our own, there's been a surge in the price of salmon recently, and that's all because of sea lice. Yeah, according to data from the NASDAQ Salmon Index, I bet you didn't know that existed, the price of salmon has risen more than 15% in the last three months alone. That's come as a sea lice infestation has cut into the supply of edible catches. Well, maybe we should turn to candy instead. And finally, looking ahead to the Super Bowl, Kraft Heinz has announced that its salaried staff across the U.S., We'll get a free holiday on February 6th. That's the Monday after the Super Bowl. Now, according to Kraft Heinz, over 16 million people are expected to call in (coughs) sick or planning to miss work on the day after the big game. So the company has petitioned to make the day after the big game a national holiday. National Hangover Day? (laughs) It has a ring to it, kind of more like a pounding. While it circulates the petition... While it circulates the petition, it's giving its own employees a break. Although it's interesting to note, though, that it's only salaried employees who get the free holiday. The part-timers, well, I guess they'll just have to catch up. (laughs) Thank you. Tip your weight, staff. Rose for the lady. Would the lady care for a rose? Would the lady care to advance the gentleman the cost of the rose? Put it on the bill. It'd be great. For you. Thank you. That was nothing. Hey, thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe while you're there. Go ahead and rate and review the show. Good ratings help other people discover the show. 
It's very helpful. Also, make sure you let all your friends know. Check out our website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreetst, like you see on the street signs. And of course, a big thanks to the Big BS for script writing and co-producing the podcast. Thanks a lot to Brian Stewart. And also a big thanks to RTT News for providing news and stats used on the show. For up-to-date info on the markets, check them out at rttnews.com. And hey, as we say goodbye, just a little bit of advice for your HR pros out there. While you're giving your evaluation of a job applicant, there might be some compliments that are best left uh, off of the formal paperwork. Mm, She's got lovely skin. So much of it. Have a great week, everybody.